Coming up on AEA Amplified, EAA Chief Executive Officer and Chairman of the Board, Jack Pelton, offers a preview of this year's AirVenture Oshkosh. From the Aircraft Electronics Association, this is AEA Amplified, a podcast for aviation's technology experts, with your host, Jeff Hill. Hello and welcome to AEA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a mode company and a leading provider of integrated avionics systems for military and civil operators around the world. From rugged integrated flight displays to digital flight control systems for rotor and fixed wing aircraft, Genesis has solutions to increase safety and decrease pilot workload. To learn more about how Genesis can help your customers, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Jeff Hill, for this April 28th, 2021 edition of AEA Amplified, and our guest today is no stranger to the AEA and the avionics community. I'm very pleased to be joined by Mr. Jack Pelton, who is named the Experimental Aircraft Association CEO back in November of 2015, and he's also served as that organization's chairman of the board since October of 2012. So Jack, thanks so much for joining us, and first things first, EAA AirVenture Oshkosh is a go the week of July 26th through August the 1st. Is that correct? Jeff, first of all, thank you for inviting me onto your, your podcast. It's been a while since we've talked. Um, I love the first question. Yes, it is a 100% go. Uh, and I say that with the understanding that we've been doing a lot of pre-work uh, with the local health authorities, the permitting parties, the local hospitals and health officials to understand if you're going to have this event, what do you need to consider in going forward? And at this point in time, it's green light all the way. Well, that is definitely great news. And I, I know you were at Sun and Fun uh, earlier in mid-April. Uh, AEA President Mike Adamson was down there as well. What were you hearing from everyone, the aviators, your members, the exhibitors, about getting back to Oshkosh this year? Well, it was, it was a good opportunity to take the pulse of, of all of those constituents that you mentioned uh, by being down there. And I found, I've been going to Sun and Fun for over 22 years straight. And Tuesday, the first day when I drove up, I was really impressed with a large number of airplanes that were on the ground, greater uh, than what you normally have seen in the last five or six years. So that was an encouraging first sign. The, the drive drive traffic was a little lighter, but it was a clear indicator that the aviation community is more than uh, pent up demand of wanting to get out and get back to uh, being with their friends and seeing what products are being offered and seeing what's new out there. And throughout the week, it was validated with, uh, you know, the aviators saying, if we weren't here, there's no way we're gonna miss Oshkosh. Uh, everybody was asking me your first question. Now, you are having it, aren't you? They, they really wanted that assurance. Of course, with the occasional, and if you don't have it, we're still coming anyway. Um, our members are, are encouraged. Uh, our volunteer corps, that many of them volunteer at Sun and Fun, are um, looking forward to it and committed to being there. Um, exhibitors, you, you, you probably there were stories out there, and you guys may have heard this from some of your your uh, companies that participate in the organization that some of them were not in attendance, and I got calls from some of those exhibitors in advance, letting me know that they weren't going to be there and why they weren't going to be there. And part of that was they had to make the decision in the December, early January timeframe. And it's just, things have changed so much since then uh, that they just weren't ready to make that commitment and, and committed against it. And in 
hindsight, I think many of them would say they wish they were there because it was a good crowd. The exhibits that I went by and talked to personally all had um, what they said were, were customers that were the right customers. People were not tourists. They were aviation industry people looking for new products and, and explanations. So it was all very, very positive in that regard. Well, there's definitely, I'm sure, were a lot of things to learn from the Sun and Fun experience uh, a few weeks ago. But given the enormity of AirVenture uh, with literally hundreds of thousands of folks typically in attendance, what kind of steps had to be taken right away when you began planning the return of the event after after last year's cancella cancellation? It's been a, uh, oh, it's, how, how would you best characterize it as, as continuing to plan for the unknown, but looking at it day to day as to how the situation <clears throat> was evolving. So it, after the July timeframe of last year, we really buckled down and looked at uh, making sure our association was healthy and making sure that financially we're doing that, making the right decision. So we got our house in order. Then we looked at, okay, if we're going to have air venture and we start making assumptions as to what the environment would look like. We first started with a, the pandemic is far from behind us. And we didn't even have the vaccine on the radar at that point in time. So it was, I'll tell you in the December, January timeframe, I did not see a path to getting there. It just it was, it wasn't a clear path. As things improved and as the vaccine rollout became apparent and the team here did incredible job of planning, of saying if, if based on what you know and you forecast, there's, we're still gonna be in a pandemic, but hopefully a better immunity situation. What does it need to look like and what kind of precautions should you take? And we started with our exhibits, um, spacing the exhibit halls out. We have four major hangars that exhibits are in. We took about 81 of the exhibits out and relocated them into a new tented hangar area, not hangar, but tented area, um, so that we could still have the same number of exhibitors, but get them spread out in the grounds. We sat down every day and went through every event, every form, every workshop, every banquet, and made decisions early on on what we think would be acceptable or not. And the first cut was very easy and very clear. We got rid of the concert. We got rid of indoor banquets with large. We have, you know, three nights where we have banquets with a thousand people in, in the Eagle Hangar. And we said, sorry, those are not going to happen. Spacing at Theater in the Woods, spacing at the forums, the air show we spread out to where we'd have instead of one show center or show center on the north side and on the south side. So it naturally causes the crowd on the flight line to separate to be able and, and then still give them prime viewing in those two very very well received by our members and the air show performers um so we we started putting that all in place while working with uh jana king which is a national expert in disinfecting and, and sanitization as to learning and understanding what protocols could be put in place we haven't wavered on any of that we're still not going to have the mass concert things and banquets, even if even if things were, things were to change between now and July, but we think that's the right thing to do is to err to the precautious side. And we have engaged and contracted with Jana King to do disinfecting and sanitizing at a much greater level than we have ever done on the facility site in the restrooms, the shower houses, the eating locations, the trams, the buses. Uh, and we're going to keep that in place. No matter how it changes, we're going gonna stick, to stick to that. Uh, so a lot has a lot has happened and a lot has been worked on very very uh, 
looked at all the pressure points. So let's talk about main admissions gate. Right now, if you go online and, and do advanced ticket purchases, we have the opportunity for you to get all your credentials in advance mailed to your home. And that would allow you to come already with your wristband on, your parking pass, you know, no transactions would take place and you just uh, go through our, our express arrival uh, area to get, get in. So we're, we're looking at all of those little details and implementing and putting those uh, in place. And I think um, that's been our initial initial response. Sunfun was an opportunity to, to, to really kind of look at what are we missing? Uh, what are they doing that's demonstrated that's a, a good best practice? And what should we be considering? Is, is there things we should maybe not be doing? And it, it validated that we, we're going to err to the cautious side and keep all of those precautions. We're going to have 800 hand sanitizing uh, devices across the grounds, the exhibit halls. Uh, so you'll, you'll not be far from, I think we're all getting so used to taking a squirt and, and getting it all uh, cleaned up. So uh, we are still going to recommend masks, but we're not mandating. Uh, there is no mandate in the state of Wisconsin, and we don't want to be the enforcers. I found one of my lessons learned at Sunfund was I was really, really impressed with, I'll call it the social decorum of people. They, they many had masks, many didn't have masks, but but there was no tension or confrontation or there was just general respect for, hey, whatever you need to feel comfortable with, that's what you're doing and I'm going to respect that. And I think there was so much excitement about finally being, I mean, think about it, January or July of 2019 was the last aviation event and that was ours. That's a long time ago. And so people were happy to be there and it was, uh, we're, we're not going to disrupt this and I think we'll see the same thing at our venture. And once again, we are visiting with Jack Pelton, the EAA Chief Executive Officer and Chairman of the Board here on AEA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company. And uh, Jack, it sounds like things are certainly going to uh, to look a little bit different, but the, the feeling will be the same. It's still going to be the world's greatest aviation celebration. Is that is that a fair assessment? That's exactly the, the, the goal of the measure criteria of the event is do we hit the mark on that? You know, in, internally, a lot of people had said, gee, you know, feels like we're, we're throwing a lot of stuff overboard. And is that going to cause people to come and say the experience wasn't what they normally would have expected in this event? And, and we've, so we, we've tried to pressure test that and look at it. And we've said, you know, we're still having forums. We're still having workshops. We're still doing special speakers in theater in the woods. We're going to have the fly-in theater, but people will be distanced. We're going to have all of those airplanes on the ground. We're going to have, uh, you know, the ability for for still a wonderful air show and night air show. So I think unless you were only going there for a specific banquet or a specific party, that's the only thing that's going to be missing. And if you do the, the math on that, that's a very small piece of the people that are there. Now, we do have to work hard on... Um, the food service, I mean, it's it's a long week and long days and making sure we get that right from a, the health guidelines as to what and how you can serve stuff. And and probably the, the biggest concern there is just stacking of people in lines, um, which was interesting. I went to every day, I'd kind of go around lunchtime at Sun and Fun to see how that was going. And people were, were not congregating in big crowds. It was ra rather interesting. I don't know if they were spacing out their times to eat or packing on their own lunches or what was going on, but it wasn't that normal big queue. Um, 
which we we did we did a heat map in 2019 um, cameras and things that would show we know people's behavior between eight and ten the front gate is a nightmare then people wander out through the hangars and the forms when the air show or when lunchtime comes all of the food venues have everybody who's watching just kind of moving right into those areas and then when the air show starts it's the flight line so those are the areas we'll work on uh, you know encouraging distancing and what have you as long as we have those short lines to get the vanilla ice cream cones at the A&W stand, everything will be just fine <laughs> in my world. I could tell you that. But you did you did talk about um, oh, the admission process uh, being different this year and trying to avoid lines, as you mentioned. But talk talk a little bit more about the the camping side of that. How how, how are you addressing the the, the campsites this year? The the camping um, we're going to offer the same kind of admission experience that we are for the main gate so there's the ability to get your credentials and and get things in advance to where you can then just roll right in and, and head to your campsite um, we'll still have the same process for opening a month ahead of time the campgrounds the same process for first come first serve on reserving a uh, campsite with water and electricity on it um, very interesting when you look at back in 2020 early covid and everybody wondering what they can and can't do. They had guidelines out pretty early on camping. And one of the things that the, the CDC said is a self-contained trailer was one of the safest things you could do if you wanted to go vacation to the state parks or anything, because you've got your own restroom, your own shower, it's enclosed. Um, so we, I think we caught a break there that that's a, that's a good thing. Tent camping and everybody, people are gonna have to, space appropriately and, and not crowd their their folks next to them, which I think uh, is going to be kind of a natural behavior. So we're in, we feel comfortable about that. I think the, uh, you know, the question that probably a lot of people want to know is, so what are you thinking as far as crowds? I mean, so is this, are you really worried about camping? Because there's so many people going to want to come camp. Um, we had made a lot of assumptions up until sound fun on what we think the crowd sizes will be and the interest level and sun and fun kind of was the, the the genie came out of the bottle and confirmed we, we right now our pre-sale already for air venture 2021 is above 2019's level so we think it's uh it's going to be busy it's going to be very busy well, that, and that is great news and you know as the uh more and more people in the United States and around the world get vaccinated. You know, today is April the 28th when we're visiting. Uh, two more months, uh, actually, excuse me, three more months uh, to go. There, there will be a lot more people vaccinated by then, and, and those are certainly great signs. And it's wonderful to hear the, the projected attendance and the excitement around AirVenture is, is building. But a lot of our listeners also belong to companies, and in particular, AEA member companies that exhibited Oshkosh each year. Uh, so what, what can they expect inside the hangars? Well, we are, uh, again, we are not mandating masks in the hangars, but we have spread out the exhibitors in the hangars with um, pipe and drape between the exhibits. So there's some separation, uh, which we, and we've widened the aisles and the passageways in the, in the hangars to free up. Um, we think that will, will help. We, we are certainly supportive and encouraging if, exhibitors want to wear masks and want their employees to be protected and if they want to sanitize in the evening which we will go into the hangars with the Jana King sanitization 
process uh, that that will happen. And uh, I think we're also looking at, again, it's this whole social behaviors dynamic. Um, uh, before I was been completely vaccinated, I had told people I would pick and choose when I went into a hangar. I, I would look at crowd sizes and, you know, I, everybody has their own personal comfort levels and I would wear a mask doing that. But uh, we'll hope that people will decide what, what level of comfort they have and, and how people will behave. Um, I would say at Sun and Fun, you know, some of the, the uh, some of your companies, they, they had good crowds at their booths. I mean, it, and, and people are, it's that kind of, you walk up to an exhibitor who has a mask on and you feel, well, I'll put mine on if, if that's how they, if that's how they feel, I'll do mine. Whether I like wearing it or don't believe it or that, they still saw a lot of that. So I think, we're, and the, the fact we've really separated across the campus where the exhibit is, I think we're gonna be, be in good shape. For your member companies, I think the message we heard is qualified buyers were at Sun and Fun. The, the volume wasn't as high as normal, so you've got to expect that hopefully our, our goal is to bring them members that come that will be customers of theirs and, and buy something. And, and we hope we'll be able to deliver on that in our normal usual fashions. So it'll be successful and worth their investment. You bet. And I know anyone who's ever attended AirVenture also recognizes that there are a number of folks who are in attendance from outside the United States. So what are you hearing about the international attendance projections for this year? Uh, great question, because just yesterday I got into that with a, a, a notice that uh, Canada still has a travel restriction that's going to run through July 30th. And so we're anticipating significantly less, if any, Canadians uh, being able to get through the border and get back in the quarantine requirements. Europe, and I, I say that the, what I read was it was defined as Europe, which has lots of definitions as to how, how big Europe is. That, they're going to have some travel restrictions through September 30th. Right now, they're letting U.S. citizens, if you've been vaccinated and you have your vaccine card, into Europe. But I think the concern on Europeans is while they can travel out into the U.S., will they be able to get back? And, and what is that going to require? So I, I'm openly telling people who ask the question, I'm not anticipating much in the way of international uh, participation at all. I just think uh, there's it's... There's too many unknowns. You, you'll get some that know how to manage and work through that, but um, you know, big concern you get here. And now, how do I get at, get home, back home? Right. And there's and you know, there's hundreds and there's thousands of people really who make Oshkosh their vacation for the year and, the, and their annual pilgrimage. So, you know, in a nutshell, what what would you tell someone who who might be considering whether or not that they take that trip to AirVenture this year? I would say that um, we are doing everything we can to have a wonderful, wonderful weekend event with with lots of fantastic airplanes and an air show and, and trying to provide an environment that is responsible and as far as the safety. But I'm a firm believer and would always advocate it's a personal choice issue. And, and you need to go where you're comfortable and we understand it. Uh, we respect it. We, we, you know, we don't, uh, if not, we'll see in 2022. Uh, but uh, there's, there, if you're, if you're comfortable and, and again, I encourage people to get vaccinated, which I know you're not supposed to take, but, but that's the only way we're going to get to a place where events can happen. So, uh, 
it's going to be, it, it, I think they'll find it. You know, you can always do the, the come and see. And if you're not comfortable because of certain things that bother you, now I you say that as long as it's not inconvenient to get here, but um, we want to make sure you also know what we're doing. And, and we're going to, whatever we say that we're going to put in place, you're going to find it there. We're not going to, uh, you know, move the goalposts come July. If we said there's no concert, that concert's not happening. And we're going to stick to that. I think that was another lesson learned from Sun and Fun. Yeah, well, once again, we're visiting with Jack Pelton, the EAA CEO and chairman of the board. And Irvinture Oshkosh is an event that the AEA staff and our member companies look forward to these uh, each year. Uh, certainly I do. And I'm personally excited to get back to Wisconsin. Again, the event will take place July 26th through August the 1st. And as always, the AEA will be exhibiting in Hangar B at booth 2035, where we will be distributing thousands of copies of this year's AEA Pilot's Guide, as well as our July edition of Avionics News Magazine. And each year, Jack, I know you're aware of this, but we distribute thousands of those things to pilots and aircraft owners who come through the hangar and stop and visit with us and ask avionics questions. Uh, it's, it's really a fun week. So I invite everyone to stop by and see us in Hangar B and can't wait to see everyone there. Uh, Jack, is there anything that we missed or that you'd like to share with our listeners? I think you've hit up, first of all, your pilot's guide. It is on my desk along with my aircraft spruce catalog and a few other essentials you have to have in your your hangar office it's a it's a great uh, a great resource to have i i think you've covered it well uh, please feel have people feel free to contact us about any specific questions or concerns or issues uh, we are seeing hotels booking up early um, which is another good sign but uh, i i hope we'll get to see everybody again in july uh, it's been way too long no doubt about it it's certainly been way too long and i can't wait to get there that's EAA CEO and Chairman of the Board, Jack Pelton, here on AEA Amplified. To learn more about the EAA and this year's AirVenture Oshkosh, visit EAA.org. And before we go, let me remind our listeners of a couple of important items. Just like AirVenture, show business is back for the entire aviation industry. The 64th Annual AEA International Convention and Trade Show is set for June 22nd through the 25th at the Hilton Anatole in Dallas, Texas. If you'd like to attend and have not registered yet, you can do so at aea.net slash convention. In addition, the AEA has unveiled dates for two Connect conferences in the United States later this year. Join us September 29th and 30th at the East Connect Conference in Orlando, Florida, and October 27th and 28th. The West Connect Conference will take place in Reno, Nevada. Registration is open, along with hotel information for each of those two-day conferences at aea.net slash connect. And finally, if you are interested in pursuing professional opportunities in the avionics industry, the job listings page on the AEA website is your one-stop resource. Search the AEA's job listings and see what's on your horizon. Free resume posting is also available. Visit the jobs board at aea.net slash jobs. And that's going to wrap it up for today. We hope you can join us again soon for another episode of AEA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a mode company. To learn more about Genesis and its full range of products, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. Until next time on AEA Amplified, so long, everybody, and be safe.